0: Hello, this is Tim and Karen Titus from Stampin' on the Back Porch. We are doing our podcast about creativity, crafting, and life. So Tim, did you know that greeting card sales
1: are really experiencing a boom right now?
0: I didn't. They are? Mm -hmm. I thought they were dying off. I thought, what's the place in St. Louis? Hallmark shut down in... That's a big outfit in uh, St. Louis and they shut down. So I thought it'd be the opposite.
1: Well, and a lot of smaller card stores, yeah, have, there's been just a decline, you know, for years. But this year, things have turned around. In fact, more people are sending Christmas cards than ever. And a third of those sending them are sending more cards and spending more money on greeting cards. So why do you think that would be?
0: COVID. We're isolated. We're locked up. We're, we can't go visit our best friends. Or our relatives.
1: Yeah, I think So we have to
0: send birthday cards and...
1: I think that's totally true. You know, Etsy's seeing a huge increase in sales too. Just look at all this. For years, it just seems like people had moved to doing, sending online greetings. mm -hmm. And now I think there's just this need to do something a little more... Personal. When, you know, we're tired of all the others. And
0: nothing says personal more than a text message.
1: Yes. (laughs) So what do you think is the number one event people buy cards for? Or or make cards. No, that would be second.
0: Christmas, um, birthdays?
1: Yes, birthday is by far the biggest card-sending occasion. But right now, there's been a real need and a real run-up on sympathy cards. And again, Mm -hmm. I think this fits the Mm -hmm. time that we are doing. We all know people who are dying, and we can't go to the funerals like we used to. Do you remember a year ago, when we started this podcast, our very first time? podcast was called A Funeral of a Crafter, and we did about our good friend Nettie Iden.
0: Yes, I remember well.
1: <laughs> she had just this packed funeral, and we listened to her granddaughter share about growing up crafting with her and how now she's getting all of,
0: this is during all of the sermon, craft stuff. Or yeah, the service during yeah.
1: the service, which was just wonderful. Then afterwards, I was talking to her daughter, Amy. Now, Nettie spent the last couple months of her life in an assisted living Mm -hmm. place. And she had called me and Mm -hmm. said, you know, I can't make cards anymore. But but I really would like a new catalog to look at. Is there a new catalog? And I said, yes, Tim will drop one right off.
0: (laughs) So she was in an assisted living (laughs) and she was probably a month or two away from dying. Mm -hmm. So I, I come into the assisted living and there she is in the lobby playing bingo she always loves to talk. She'll talk. This time, she had to go back to her game. Yeah. She she took the catalog. So think of they, that they, setting.
1: You wouldn't be playing bingo anymore, and you wouldn't be freely able to go no. in and visit with people. What a difference this year has made. I know. And the the rest of that story is I was telling Amy how fun that was to do that. And she's, oh, but you don't know the whole thing, Karen. Her last time went into the hospital, she was still asking me to pack her catalog because she was still loving to page through and dream about it. And I thought, whoa, the power of creativity and what it can just do with her mind. I just think that is just such an awesome story. So anyway, now that we can't meet in person and this pack thing, share all these stories, can't,
0: Make we often cards. can't even bring a
1: meal anymore, you know, if we can't.
0: And um, send cards.
1: Yeah. And certainly can't give hugs. So so I think sending a card and writing that special message is just really important. I was talking to someone whose husband died recently during this time. She said, oh, the cards she reads over and over. And especially ones that talked about some memory of what they had done with their husband or what he was like. Just all those thoughtful things. Just I read them over and over and it just helps me so much. And I think that just so telling. It's just so tangible when you can just do that instead of just reading everything on the computer.
0: And case in point, your mother. Mm -hmm. Your mother's in a nursing home and she's isolated because she can't go anywhere. We can't see her. And we've uh,
1: seen her once from six feet away in the last eight months.
0: And Karen put out that her mother was turning 96 and she's gotten
1: 256 cards. She's counted them as you come in and we've kept a record of the number of states they came from. I put this out in the Backport Stampers which is my Facebook group and we love to send <laughs> cards, you know, to anyone in need. It has been so special and so she has this huge bag. She loves looking at them and she's also looking forward to the day that I can come in And we could start going through those cards together and talking about all the people and the thoughts and the messages. And I think how special when we were bringing in cards, she would say, Karen, I am so exhausted. I, (laughs) I just, you know, I, I really study the envelope to see what state these people are from. And then some of them have written these long letters and I sit and I read every word and, and she says, Oh, this is just so much fun. And I thought, Isn't that a wonderful state of exhaustion? (laughs) It just shows having that tangible thing is so fun. Now we're all feeling the effects of isolation.
0: And you wouldn't think that Birthday cards would would run out of a place for her to put them, but she said that she's running out of she's running out of space to put them in her little room. Well,
1: rooms are yes, very little. So I said it's it is pretty interesting, but I look forward to the shared experience of looking at them together again too, which will be fun. So I was reading about all the ways that buying habits have changed. Do you know that runway shows are a lot fewer? So we're talking fashion now, and. And they're just fewer of them. And fashion designers—it's all about comfort now. And so the turnover of clothes—you don't see all these trends changing. It's all just around comfort
0: and sweatpants. <laughs> and sweatpants, yeah. sweatshirts. And the
1: most popular shoes at the moment?
0: Birkenstocks. Yes, which are wonderful.
1: And Tim has those, and he also loves his Crocs.
0: Crocs, I got. We were three or four pair of Crocs.
1: We were even hearing on the news how many healthcare workers wear Crocs. Partly because they're really comfortable, but also partly because you can slip them on and off. And right now when you're all garbed up and you're not supposed to be touching things, it's saving the time. And I thought, you know, it really is about the comfort. So, so much less money is being spent on those things, but there's been more money spent on education, entertainment, books, and even vinyl. We're talking about that with records. Even with all the Spotify and all the things that you can have online, there's just been a really a fun increase in vinyl.
0: There's c- CDs, which I have 500. Yeah, I know <laughs> And I trying to get rid of them. I tried to sell them, and out of 250, they took 10. <laughs> so garage so, sale next summer. But I'll tell you what, vinyl is a whole different thing. So and that's, that's, that's been a
1: comeback. Yeah. Because that's interesting. It's like when you were young, that's what you collected. Much richer, yes. And now our son totally collects vinyl. It's
0: just yeah. this whole fun thing people collect
1: (laughs) and so because we spent all this time on zoom meetings even for fun with families you know we all just do a lot on the computer and stuff right now it just feels like people are looking for some real tangible simpler ways of life and just making it slower you know one of the amazing things that facebook has done is you know how aware are you of your friends that have birthdays now as compared to 10 years ago
0: (laughs) very aware (laughs) When I turned 70, I knew who had already turned 70 in my high school class, and who in my class were really, really young. They were like six <laughs> months younger than me.
1: Memories from the past. But also where people move if they retire, mm-hmm. if they've had a grandbaby born, or kids, or weddings, or any of that. It's So if you're a card maker and or a card giver, there are lots more occasions to use cards for now, which I think is really an interesting thing, too. Eight out of ten people feel like Greeting cards won't go away, that there is no replacement for that. And so I think the trend is just i agree pretty good. So then the big question is, do you think this will last when the pandemic is over?
0: I think so. I think it will. I think there's something to it that can be replaced by a text message.
1: Who do you think is the largest group of uh, greeting card senders? Old people. Old like us. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Boomers. Okay. Boomers and yeah. older. Yes. People yes. Because like yeah.
0: we, we did it at the of age.
1: We, we've always done that on you know, the paper and pen. And you would be wrong. Right. Seriously? <laughs> and I think this is really Seldom good news. I know millennials, those under 40, spend more money on greeting cards mm. than any other. Group and I think this is such an encouraging statement. They send fewer cards and they'll send more high-end cards, but they also want very personalized cards. They just and I think they have grown up with so much tech. I think there is this just desire for retro things. They love to collect beautiful papers and pens, which reminds me of you. So some of these things, you know, vinyl came back to him. You just wait long enough, maybe all of your collections will come back. I think they will. Tim loves to collect, but. But pens, you've got a pen collection. I do.
0: Fountain pens, and there's certain pens that I will retrieve if Karen borrows it. Mm -hmm. She'll just toss it on the floor or something. Case in point, our friend Nancy Grace just sent us a beautiful card all about Minneapolis, and she lives in St. Paul, and she just wrote a nice long letter, Mm -hmm. and it was on a beautiful card that she spent money on.
1: And friend, you know, you don't... See, often I said, and it's just like this card out of the blue. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just fun? And it brings up all those fond memories of all these
0: yeah.
1: times that you have spent together. So I just think that's cool. And it just shows how we really all are feeling the need for connection. I think we're just more aware of it now during the pandemic. And I just think there's something for us card makers, too. There is something about being able to zone out, play with color, line, and design. I always say it's like being a five year old and getting a new box of Crayola crayons, if you remember <laughs> that. But but it's just so freeing for a mind. And then the other part of that is you're thinking about the person that you were creating for and just the gratitude that you feel for that person mm-hmm. and that person's in your mind. So even if it's a sympathy card, it's your memories of that person that then you are sending to the loved ones left behind. And otherwise, it's to other people who are having your birthday friends and you're thinking just how lucky you are to have them in your life. And so it's like a double thing. And then when mm-hmm. that person gets it, they'll just realize you spent time in making this and then writing this special message. I mean, the whole package is such a great picture of connection. Yep.
0: In a real way, it's kind of like praying for somebody by writing a letter Mm -hmm. and doing it in a very thoughtful way. Mm -hmm.
1: And then the other thing that's just so wonderful about cards, I, I actually heard the other day that real cards... Part of the reason that they are so special is that they engage more of your senses rather than just reading email. A real card, you touch, you look at, you feel, it has texture, um, uh, it even smells. A lot of times, you know, certain cards will smell like they're, I especially remember that, like when my grandma would send cards, back in the day when women wore more perfume. But there's all these different <laughs> tangible senses that I, are just, I think are about, these
0: emotional triggers. I'm, I'm thinking about mold, you know. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's got, true, <laughs> I've got get well cards from an appendix surgery that I had in 1965 and that was a long time ago and I still have them and they're kind of outrageous expense you know expensive they're just beautiful get well cards plus I have all my pen pal cards when I was in Vietnam so there might be a little mildew from the humidity in in Vietnam and they're still and guess where I sort store them in the garage. <laughs>
1: That really brings up an important point, Mm because how many of us have gone through like grandparents things or Mm -hmm. anyone's things when you're cleaning out and you find all these old cards and letters and, you know, it's that tangible thing that gets saved and remembered. And I think now if you send someone a card, you know, if you get a special card, you can put it on the mantle or somewhere in your, and when you walk through it, you appreciate looking at the card again, but you also appreciate the person that sent it to you and the message that's inside it. There's just something so real about that that just can't be replaced with just email messages. So we're going to encourage you.
0: So grandkids, I hope you're excited about getting my love letters from the the 1960s.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's right. Our encouragement to you this week is to think about someone who, who you would love to send a card to, whether it's encouragement, thank you, anything, and to let them know how important they are to you. Include a special story. That would just really make it very fun. Thank you for spending this time with us and do something fun and creative this week.
0: Very good. Thank you. Goodbye.